1: Welcome to the Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. My name is Belinda Allen and I'm a Senior Economist here at ComBank. And it's been a really big week for central banks, not only here in Australia, but also globally as well with the US Federal Reserve meeting and the Bank of England meeting as well. So I have brought along two of my colleagues to help dissect what has been happening this past week. So I have my fellow Senior Economist in the Australian Economics team, Christina Clifton. Christina, Hi. Nice for you to join. Hi, Belinda. And I've also got Joseph Capurso, our Head of International Economics.
2: Great to join you.
1: Thank you, Joe. Thanks, always. (laughs) Great to have you on. So it's been a really big week, I think, for financial markets. We have seen quite a bit of volatility uh, come through, particularly in the bond market as there were a lot of expectations about what... Each of the central banks will do, and I think collectively as well, just on the inflation outlook, which we'll touch on. But Christina, I'll just start with you and the Reserve Bank of Australia. We did see them make some changes at its board meeting on Tuesday. What were they?
0: Yes. So at the meeting on Tuesday, the RBA did tweak um, their framework. So they have formally abandoned uh, the 10 basis point target that they had on the April 2024 government bond. Uh, and alongside that, they've also tweaked uh, their forward guidance a little bit on the cash rate.
1: So, I guess some of that was expected as well. They'd failed to defend the yield curve target ahead of that meeting for a few days, and that bond yield had been rising. So, that was largely expected. Joe, there are also some expectations around the US Fed and the Bank of England as well. Just starting with the US Federal Reserve, what was their announcement this week?
2: So the, the, the big event uh, was that the Federal Reserve announced it will start to taper its asset purchases by $15 billion this month and by another $15 billion in December. Now, market expectations were centred on a $15 billion taper. Uh, what, what was uh, unexpected was that they told us that they would definitely taper by fifteen in. November and December, and gave us some hints that they'll probably follow that up in in the months afterwards but no guarantee.
1: Now, I guess that was largely as expected, as you said. I think maybe just the timing of it was a little bit different to what markets had expected. But it looks like the Bank of England really surprised markets by not lifting the bank rate. What happened over there in England?
2: Yes, so uh, ahead of the... um the Bank of England's meeting, there were a number of senior uh, officials that were dropping some pretty heavy hints that they would start the uh, interest rate liftoff in the November meeting. Mm. Uh, But in the event, they did not um, change interest rates or their asset purchases. And so uh, the governor of the Bank of England has now been referred to as the unreliable boyfriend. So we've uh, made some uh, statements that people have felt have been misleading and uh, we saw some pretty sharp moves in in the financial markets as a result of keeping interest rates on hold.
1: So we have obviously the Reserve Bank of Australia and the US Federal Reserve start to taper their asset purchase program. The Reserve Bank has also made further changes in Mm -hmm. terms of not – Of removing its yield curve target as well, we've also seen other central banks act. A lot of these changes is relating to the outlook, particularly the inflation outlook. Uh, The Reserve Bank is probably less convinced that inflation is coming earlier than countries like the U.S. Joe, what is the Fed saying about inflation, and how does that match up with our view? And then, Christina, I'm going to ask you the same question.
2: So, in in the U.S. Uh, and particularly from the chair of the Fed, uh, Jerome Powell, look, he's actually not that different to the Reserve Bank governor uh, alone in that um, Mr Powell thinks that uh, most of the inflation uh, spike, or well, maybe all of the inflation spike in the US has had is what he calls transitory. Mm. So he's still sticking with that. Not all of his colleagues on the Federal Reserve think it's transitory. And I have to say, that was probably the most surprising part of the Federal Reserve statement earlier this week, that they persist in using the word transitory.
1: Now, the Reserve Bank didn't use the word transitory in its statement on Tuesday. We were watching quite closely for it they've acknowledged that inflation is lifting and it's coming through early and they've had to revise up their inflation forecast today, which they did in their statement on monetary policy. Christina, what is kind of their current thinking on inflation and and why does it differ a little bit from ours?
0: Yeah, so the the RBA has um, quite a a slow uh, recovery in inflation back to the midpoint of their target band. Uh, So in their SMP today, they did bring forward that expectation for inflation to lift, um, but they're still thinking it's going to take until uh, the end of 2023 to get inflation back uh, to that midpoint. Uh, we think inflation is going to come through um, quicker than that. So in our forecast, we've got uh, trim mean inflation reaching that 2.5% mark around uh, the middle of next year. <clears throat> um, so we're now thinking, you know, when we're hearing a lot about Uh, um, supply constraints, Mm -hmm. and we're certainly seeing those pressures show up in the data, particularly the different business surveys. Uh, We're seeing inflation lifts in plenty of other countries around the world. Uh, And we've also got a lot of pent-up demand in our economy following the lockdowns in New South Wales and Victoria. Uh, and also uh, because households are sitting on a really large pool of savings at the moment. Uh, so we think some of those supply constraints just combined with that rebound in the economy that we're expecting um, are going to lead to some demand pool inflation. Uh, so we think it's um, that lifting inflation is going to come uh, a fair bit sooner than the RBA is expecting. Um, one of the main sort of differences in opinion is just around how quickly um, wages are going to lift uh, so the RBA are expecting, you know, really quite a slow, uh, very slow recovery um, in wages growth back up to around that 3% mark that they'd like to
1: see. Now, that's the really the main difference between what's happening in Australia and what's happening particularly in the US. In the US, Joe, we already have seen wages growth pick up. I know you're very much focused on the employment cost index, which is one of the, the main uh, measurements that you're looking at to, to what to work out what wages growth is doing. And we have seen that lift. And one of the the things that you are worried about is the Fed may get behind the curve.
2: Yeah, I I think there's a good chance the Federal Reserve is already behind the curve. Mm. Uh, Employment costs are are growing uh, at the fastest rate that we've seen in more than 20 years. And the same thing goes for the the trim mean um, inflation measures as well. They're incredibly strong. Uh, not only are they growing at a rapid rate. Uh, when you dig into the details, there are broad-based gains in uh, wage increases in the U.S. and consumer price increases. For example, it doesn't really matter whether you, which part of the country you look at, which industry or which occupation you look at, employment costs are growing very strongly in the U.S. Uh, if it's uh, if this really is a, a transitory spike, uh, well well, we we better see um, the other side of the spike fairly soon. Otherwise, it's going to look uh, Mm. persistent.
1: So, Joe, when do you have the Federal Reserve starting to lift rates then?
2: So, given the uh, Fed's layout of guidance, uh, Mm. we think that the the Fed will start hiking its policy interest rate in September next year, so just under a year away from now.
1: And what about the Bank of England, given they didn't meet market expectations of the rate hike in November, uh, what's the outlook for their bank rate over there?
2: Look, the Bank of England voted 7-2 to keep the bank rate at 0.1%, and a very large majority to, to keep rates on hold surprises, and it suggests that uh, the market got the Bank of England wrong in terms of thinking there was widespread support right. for... Uh, a rate rise in the UK. So, look, we're sticking with our view that the Bank of England will start raising rates in February of next year, uh, whereas many in the market think it's going to be in December of this year.
1: And, Christina, the outlook for the Reserve Bank has also shifted. We did speak to Gareth Aird, uh a week ago on our revised outlook, which obviously has growth kicking in a lot swifter post the uh, lockdowns ending here on the East Coast and inflation picking up. What is the latest thinking on the Reserve Bank?
0: Yeah, so we continue to expect the RBA to start to lift the cash rate in November 2022, so about uh, a year away from now. Uh, and we think that they'll lift interest rates sort of uh, fairly quickly from there, reaching about 1.2. 5% in Q3 2023. Uh, in terms of the QE program, uh, the RBA needs to make a decision in February next year about what to do with QE uh, when the current program expires. Uh, so at the moment, until February, the RBA is purchasing government bonds at a rate of $4 billion a week. Uh, so we think the RBA will paper that down to about $2 billion a week uh, and then finish up that QE uh,
1: program in uh, May next year. Certainly going to be interesting to see. We have the Fed winding back stimulus, we have the Reserve Bank winding back stimulus, the Bank of England um, will get on board with that. So it's going to be very interesting for financial markets how they deal with reduced stimulus coming from central banks over the next year or so. Joe, Christina, thank you very much for joining today and wrapping up what has been a very big week for central banks. Thanks, Leah now you can read our reports both on the rba the fed and the bank of england which we've all published this week on combankresearch.com.au